Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network, taking you into the garage area and talking to the folks who make these race cars go around the racetracks. We absolutely love getting together and chatting with you, and we're glad you joined us. Steve Post, pit reporter, Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon, a 25-time race winner and championship-winning crew chief, joins alongside. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Fantastic. What, what a great show we saw. My gosh. I am telling you, the vibe, the energy, the atmosphere, um, e- even after the rain. I mean, uh, we talked about this, the MRN crew on breaks and riding to the airport and stuff like that. If that day is 72 and sunny... I don't, we, we might still be in Chicago. I mean, it's just, there was so many people there in the monsoon. I can't imagine. What a vibe. What an event. Um, huge you know, sports town. Huge sports town. And there, Todd, there were people all over the place. You'd walk down the street and you'd see phones over fences. Mm-hmm. Whether they were in, in spectating areas or whether they were just the general public in fences. I looked one time at the backstretch and I knew the spotters were over there on one building. And I looked and I saw this whole row of people and I'm like, well, that's, no, wait a minute, the spotters are over there. There were rooftop parties. There were folks on top of the bus stop shelters <laughs> to look over the fence <laughs> to get in. Well played. It was bonkers. It was great. So from an event standpoint, I mean, holy cow, what a great, great time. And, and what a great, Chicago, we, 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 there, there, there's a small group of the public that has a lot bad to say about cities like Chicago. And yes, there are problems in Chicago. There are problems in Charlotte. There's problems in Concord, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That city could not have been nicer and more open to our industry. I mean, red carpet treatment across the board. And so really, really good. So that's my take on the event as far as that goes. You're the crew chief. You're the race guy. What was your take on the race? I think uh, I think we got all of it right. Yeah, we got we got a wet weather start. We got a delay. You know, unfortunate for the weekend. They've got twice the amount of rain that they should have gotten in July in in like 24 hours. But uh, you know, a a, a great it, from what I watched yeah. because I wasn't there. Um, you know, what a great show. What a great show all the way through from. Saturday and, and practice and qualifying, Xfinity practice starts in the wet, goes to dry. We had cup practice. This place forces you to be technically perfect. Yeah. And Shane Van Ginsberger. Right. Uh, Nicely done. Yeah, you I got it. You got it. Does it end in an N or an R? I oh, think no, it's, no, you were wrong. It's Bergen. It's Bergen. Van, yeah, it's Bergen. Yeah, well, we, so. we Believe it or not, we had everything. It's SVG. Van Gisbergen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, but he, he was technically perfect yeah and that's that's if you looked at it and you watch this race when i watched it from home there were three cars mm-hmm. the, the the christopher bell right tyler reddick yeah and shane right and christopher made mistakes after and, and then we had a cycle we had a cycle that, that and split it up we had some guys you know justin haley austin austin Dillon, chase elliott 
pitted early, kind of hung on, hoping that the window yep. was open and they have enough cautions. We had guys come a little bit later because they anticipated shorten up the race. And then we had the guys come after the stage points were awarded. It kind of shuffled them up. But they recovered. Shane did. 19th. I think it was 18th to the lead. 18th to the lead in, in 24 laps. Tyler Reddick wins that race if he doesn't make a mistake. He, I think he passed Kyle Busch for, it was either fifth or fourth. Right. Coming forward. He was the, of the three the, cars, but he, yeah. he overdrove. He made a mistake. He made a mistake. Christopher Bell, same thing. He was overdriving, made a mistake. Yeah. Shane didn't. And yeah. this, this course penalized you for making a mistake. Yeah. The three drivers that were in that, the three n- normal cup drivers that were in that category were Christopher Bell, uh, Tyler Reddick, and Kyle Larson. Mm-hmm. Larson finished mm-hmm. third. Larson said... And, and we had that strategy where the, the call was made to put them in the middle of the pack. Larson said, I'm not sure there's a scenario where I beat Shane. You know, just he, that's it. I mean, I just think that we, I think that he did a better job than we did. Shane passed him on the race course. On the race course, yeah. After so, the last stop. Right. Kyle was ahead of Shane. Yeah. And Shane just flat passed him so, on the race. Lap 65, he yeah, passed Kyle Larson. Now, Kyle, a great drive yeah, forward, but oh, he a did place a we job. didn't know if we'd see passing. We saw Shane make passes where we didn't think there were passes. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, we had the Larson bonsai moves, which are great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Larson is just if 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 you if you were the one person on the planet last week that went in that race thinking, ah, Larson's a marginal talent. I mean, because he was burying that car in places where no one else was going and hanging out of the race car. And then it was like Shane said, "Okay, Kyle, hold my beer because I'm going to, you know, I mean, and that's just it was just it's just amazing. It really was. It was. It was. And in retrospect, afterwards, I got to appreciate more of it because when we got the middle of the race, you know, when we got to around lap 30, it looked like Martin Truex was coming forward. Shane was kind of backing up. He was we had a restart and he lost a spot or two or three and just like. Okay, this is where this is where the boys show up, right? Right, and, and you figure out what. The game. I think he just understood his position because yeah. he didn't he didn't take himself out of the race. Right, there's the big thing right there. He he got himself to the point where he needed to execute to do it, and then that level came. What yeah. I, I will be interested to see where obviously three time supercar champion. Yeah, and uh, in the hunt again this year, it'll be interesting to see where this goes and where his history, where his where right. his racing future goes. It does speak for how similar the racing product is of the supercar yeah. series because they're they're full body full no, contact cars. Yeah, they're, they're not. They full, it's not yeah. like he came out of IndyCar where you can't rub wheels. Yeah. He 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 came from a series that races pretty hard over there, and it'd be fun to watch what happens. Your your Darian Grubb, you've had a tr- a, a tremendous career. You don't necessarily. Uh, Todd Gordon doesn't want to be on the pit box. Mm-hmm. 38 weeks a year. Right. I sense Darian's in that same category. Justin Marks comes to you with this Project 91, Formula One drivers, Australian supercar drivers. I think it's fascinating. I think it's really, really cool and obviously appealing. But boy, you pair that talented race car driver with a championship winning crew chief like Darian Grubb. And I think that's what you get yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, they, they executed on all facets. The, you know, they didn't. They didn't maximize on pit road, but they didn't totally bury themselves on pit road. And that's, that's part of what you've got to do. And, and call the race actually fairly conservative. I, I think if I'm Darian, I might, I mean, you're not racing points. I might have come at 41 or two and made it easier on him. But yeah. 
I mean, we got to see a heck of a show, but you got it that way. Yeah, no doubt. Good stuff. That's for sure. I, I do. One of the things I love about road courses is, in these type of races, is when your day or weekend goes bad, it may or may not be over. Uh, when you look at Justin Haley, Trent Owens, uh, Chase Elliott, and Alan uh, Gustafson, wadded up cars mm-hmm. starting at the back of the field. And then you look at Kyle Busch and Randall Burnett wadded up the car early in the race. You know, Kyle, Kyle was funny after the race. He said, well, the driver drove it right into the safer barriers, which put us in a spot where we had to do something different. Something different for those three teams resulted in top five finishes. And 10 laps into that race, after Kyle stuffed in the barrier, if you'd have told me Haley, Elliott, and Kyle Busch were going to get top five finishes, <laughs> that's, a, that's a longer shot than Shane winning that race at that point. Those teams needed to do something different they did and then they executed it flawlessly they they kept on course they never made a mistake yeah they in in and the you know the timing the delay of the start and the fact they don't have lights and the race getting shortened up by 25 no laps no doubt. played into played their right strategy into the strategy i really think that you know that the 31 and the 9 uh, you know Justin Haley yeah. and Chase Elliott they were really aggressive they came at 31 yeah they were um <laughs> lap 31 and there's no way that goes out. And if it goes green, it doesn't go to 75. Right. And when they made that call, I don't think, I just think they were just getting off strategy. Yeah, they were. But then yeah. they kind of saw the opportunity. Okay, let me just see where it goes, right? Yeah, and then, stuff. And then I, I really think there were nine cars that took advantage of that lap 41 or 42 stop, and Cal Bush being one of them, Randall Burnett making the call. Um, you know, Paul Wolf was in the same thing. I, right. I, yeah. I follow those guys, yeah, so I, sure. I saw that. But um, you knew that the race, you didn't have lights. Yeah. The race, you knew 829 was sunset. <laughs> Just doing the math. Like, we're not going to 100. Right. I think we can make it from here. And even we heard it on the, on the broadcast. Adam Stevens had the conversation with Christopher Bell about, I, 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 what are we racing to? Yeah. You know, but they, they, uh, it, it kind of jumbled it up, but it made for an exciting finish. Really did. Wild stuff, that's for sure. And on the streets of Chicago. Part of the wild. Uh, had them get sideways and block up with the whole race yeah. course. Yeah. Yep. Which, it was it was from uh it was from Yeah, right at the Corey LaJoy yeah. being aggressive with a great run during the day. I yeah. felt like ran there, you know, tenth to fifteenth, pushing forward. He raced hard with the forty eight. He got put in a position where the four car got, got sideways and he couldn't check up, got somebody behind him, but uh yeah. yeah. And that's that's who we're gonna we're gonna talk to Ryan Sparks. Yeah, uh, Corey LaJoy's crew chief coming off. And, and it's still turned out solid finish, 14th place finish yep. for those guys down at, uh, or up at Chicago at the street course. So great stuff. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to Ryan Sparks here on the program. Uh, I want to mention this to you uh, before we get to the uh, break and get Ryan on here. Like, share. If you like what we're doing here on Crew Call, share it. We had some nice comments on Twitter about last week's show. And you guys sharing it kind of builds this thing. So we do appreciate you doing that. And we appreciate you hanging there with us because Ryan Sparks is coming up next. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon and Steve Post hanging out and love talking with this guy. He is the crew chief over at Spire Motorsports for Corey LaJoy. Ryan Sparks joins us. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Good morning. Happy Monday. 
Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, happy Monday on a late Sunday night. That's for sure. Ryan, the late Sunday night. Um, I, I, I think we'll dissect the race a little bit, but the challenges of the event, the ups, the goods, the bads, the Chicago street course, just what is what is your take from kind of a big picture uh, getting getting things done up at Chicago this past weekend? You know, I think the the weather just kind of put a damper on everything a little bit and maybe put a bad taste in some people's mouth. But overall, what an awesome event. You know, NASCAR logistically did an excellent job. Everything was uh, pretty fluent and, and easy, you know, to move around and, and be where you needed to be. So super proud to be a part of just kind of the NASCAR family. And, and they did a heck of a job. And I, it was so exciting. I'm ready to go back. Talk about talk about the racetrack that you got to race on, because as I watched it from home, because I, I wasn't there, but. You had dry areas and that it seemed like like, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 range stayed wet most of the race. So there's a challenge and understand how to manage those two. Talk about the race course you had. What was really unbelievable for me is, you know, we see all the content and the data, the sim data, all, you know, the weeks coming up to it. But just seeing the cars on track and how much they bounce around and move around, it was incredible how rough it was, which, uh, you know, just kind of put more of the driver into it than, than set up really. They just kind of had to overcome the cars didn't drive great, but uh, it was really neat. And then you cross that bridge going to the seven and it's downhill to eight, nine, 10. And like I said, you'd see puddles all day there. So you had to be super mindful of that and uh, make sure when you got your dry tires on, you kind of dodge the puddles and, and it was obviously stayed slick all day. Yeah. And, 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 and we watched that. I, I watched you guys kind of bounce your way forward. Little pit strategy there later in the race is uh, talk about that call because uh, coming, what was it, 41 or 42? There were, I think, nine of you that came at that point, but I think everybody had to be seeing that sunset was going to be 829. There was no way you were making it to 100, right? Yeah, we, we kind of knew that. We got ourselves in trouble early uh, with a spin. And so I knew I, I wanted to do opposite of what the leaders did to be able to get the most track position and whether they shorten the race or not, when I came right there, we were going to save fuel. And we were going to go as long as we could and hope that the ra- uh, race would be shortened. So after we pitted NASCAR changed the length of the race, which was fortunate for us, which, you know, a lot of others, unfortunate, but, uh, we'll take it any way we can get it. And, uh, you know, was able to capitalize on a, on a few mistakes we made, honestly. Uh, we we've been we've been marveling at uh, we we love our NASCAR Cup Series drivers and the skills that they have. Did you get a chance to watch Shane and that ninety one car and what he was doing on the racetrack? And did you did you did you look at the data and 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 and, and try to relay some of that to Corey? Yeah, of course. We you know typically each and every week uh, I'll overlay with the fastest cars and and try to give him some tidbits and pointers that he can work on. And then he'll let me know if the car can or can't do that. So uh, <laughs> incredible job by SVG. That was, that was incredible. Like people just don't show up and do that. You know, that speaks volumes of the talent uh, of those guys that race those VO supercars have. So uh, James small called it a year ago. He, you know, he, he came from that background and, and he knew how good that guy was. And he really showed up and showed out. It was quite incredible. Yeah, it definitely was. Definitely was. Uh, as you go into this, uh, I guess I'm, I'm going to get a little bit bigger here, but uh, uh, I'd say 14th, a decent run, knowing you overcame some things. I thought you ran forward, far, farther forward than that at times, uh, you know, just to see where things go. Decent run here. Um, what, 11th at Coda? Thoughts about the last two road course events, you know, at Indian Watkins Glen this year? You know, I've probably been a 
pretty hard on Corey to try to improve uh, at road courses, you know, just his angle of attack, his braking techniques and stuff like that. And he's really honed in on it and, and put a lot of effort in. So used to when we were like, you know, we can go to a road course. We just kind of wanted to survive and keep it on the track. Now it's, you know, we're, we're excited to make more pace and, and be up there and, and, and be in the mix for these races, get some stage points. Cause that's really the next thing we need to do to kind of elevate our team is to be able to get stage points each and every week. I know you were on the pit box and probably didn't get to watch the, the, the broadcast like I did, but the foot camera of SVG, uh, interesting because he uses clutches on downshifts. Uh, it might be interesting for you to dig back at. It's just, uh, it's different than what we've seen out of our guys, but obviously his braking zones were phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And also on corner exit, you know, he'd drag that crutch a little bit, a clutch a little bit, just to kind of give himself some forward drive. And it's just a kind of habit those guys are used to. And I used to watch Max Pappas do that a lot and talk about it. So interesting techniques uh, coming from a different world that we'll definitely look into. Oh, I know you guys will. When we look at the big picture, Ryan, your average finish last year was 243 your average finish this year is 19.1. That's plus 5.2, I guess it is. What are you guys doing? What's, what's, what's been the key to, to, to jump in? A 5.5 position average finish is, is pretty impressive. What have you guys been doing to accomplish that? Uh, not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of hard work uh, goes into these race cars. And we go to battle each and every week with 33 people in our shop that uh including the road crew and shot guys that uh, that take two cup cars to the racetrack each and every week so um we've just been pushing last year we learned about a lot about these cars and you know we did a lot of studying in the off season and and chevrolet has afforded us uh, some more tools and and simulation time at their facility so you know kudos to them for for giving us that opportunity and uh you know i think Corey's coming into his own a little bit and you know it's just everything's kind of lining up but it's a lot of hard work and and we're excited to be a part of it. Talk about the dynamic of adding the teammate and growing the company. Although I, I'm sure that as I look at it, you give the 33 number, they didn't add enough people to do it, but, but it does add more people and more resources. Uh, talk about the dynamic between the two of the seven and 77. It does. Um, you know, we're able to uh, tackle a few more projects, you know, kind of develop the, the speed of the car that we normally wouldn't have time to do just, uh, being able to do our week to week things to get to the racetrack, you know, um, you know, hopefully we can take another step next year to elevate and add a few more people to, you know, bring a little bit more speed. But as you know, it's just, it's all about the details now. And it really just takes time and effort uh, to really optimize each and every piece on this car. Even though it's a, a lot of it's purchased, you want to make sure you're putting it in the right spot, uh, optimizing the body and underwing as much as you can. So a lot of time and effort goes into that. And, and you can never have enough uh, resources, whether it's money, people, or time. So, And then uh, on, a, on another tangent of that, but you talked earlier about you pushed on Corey about making his road course better. Talk about that relationship and you and, and Corey's uh, you know, chemistry and pushing this program forward. You know, I think as we, this is our fourth year together, so we've grown comfortable with each other. Um, and we try to keep it brutally honest. You know, uh, I think you, you, you have to be able to tell him uh, when he's off, uh, what he's doing wrong, and he has to be willing to accept that. And, and when the car is not performing or, you know, when I think a setup should work or a strategy should work and, and it doesn't and he calls me out on it, I have to be okay with that too, you know. And, and, and the main thing is, is going at each other. You need to understand this for the greater good, you know. 
uh, we want to improve performance and, and that's what it takes. So that's kind of what we harp on and, and it's okay to be wrong, but um, we're going to do it together and just keep moving the needle forward. Well, I know one of the races that you have got to have on your calendar circled is this coming weekend at Atlanta. You guys have a couple of top five finishes there. Um, just, just uh, you know, how, how critical is this race and, and, and how do you prepare for a race uh, where you where expectations are so high? Yeah, these races where you go in thinking you really have a shot, that's typically when something goes wrong or out of the ordinary. So <laughs> we'll, we'll treat it business as usual, prepare as best we can. and. I'll be super aggressive on strategy and, and, and fuel and, and things like that. And we'll only spend the amount of time on pit road as we, as we need fuel pretty much. So Corey has uh, found his little niche at Atlanta and seems to always make his way to the front. So I just want to be able to give him another opportunity to, to shine and hopefully, uh, you know, we can pull off that first win. How do you anticipate the Atlanta race going? It's, it's, it's starting, it's on its what second year of asphalt. We know that place aged prior pretty quickly. Uh, how do you see that going? And, and and also, what do you do about? Is this what a six thirty start? So you're going to start in the sunlight going tonight. Uh, how do you how do you set your cars up around that? So I, I think this actually will be a little advantage for us. Like if you look back at qualifying, we don't really qualify that great there. I don't I don't have a lot of speed built into the car, but it we pride ourselves on it driving really well. It's really comfortable in traffic, and he can move around, run whatever lane he wants to do. So. We'll still make sure the car is able to do that. Obviously, we'll we'll need to have an adjustment in our back pocket uh, as the sun goes down to, you know, to dial in the balance or or at least keep it the same form. So uh, I think just knowing that and uh, monitoring the weather and see how much it's going to change and and maybe even studying the track temp uh, the night before, see how, see what the delta is there and just you know make a good educated guess on that uh, how big that adjustment needs to be on that final pit stop and gives our give ourselves some track position and give us a shot. Where do you feel like Atlanta falls in the scheme of racetracks? Is it a super speedway? Is it a Daytona? Is it a Talladega? The back straightaway shorter. There's not as much pushing. It doesn't seem like. Where, where do you see this racetrack? Oh man, it's 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 like a cross between an intermediate and a super speedway. It's not really either. You know, it is cool. I'm not sure that we need to go there twice. I would almost vote for another street course, uh, <laughs> and we can get ri- get rid of one of the Richmonds while we're at it. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's another opportunity for small teams to shine i'll say that and it's also another opportunity to destroy a race car so uh man <laughs> i have no idea honestly i, I do enjoy going there because we run well and hopefully we can continue that this weekend has when does this thing age back to its old self or, or or won't it or don't you know the answer to that because this is sitting this is bacon in the georgia sun uh 12 months a year basically do you what do you expect on that i think it'll be a, a few years um with a, if we keep bringing back the same arrow and engine package you know uh the cars even in the heat you know they they don't really slide around that much yet Obviously, uh, as the as it goes through weather changes through the years, um, it, it will eventually get like that. But who knows where we'll be racing by the time that happens. So no doubt, no doubt. Fascinating stuff. That's for sure. Final question for you here, Ryan. You are not only crew chief for Corey LaJoy running things over at Spire Motorsports. You are uncle 
to a race car driver. She runs in the summer shootout. It is the busy season of the summer shootout. You referenced we're doing this on Monday morning. We got a summer shootout race tonight. We got a summer shootout race tomorrow night. How are things going for for Uncle Ryan and Cassidy out there at the summer shootout? <laughs> they're just they're going okay. Um, you know, it's so competitive there, and and we're just like we're like that. We need that one more tenth. The kind of we're in, we're mid pack right now. Which, as you know, that's where a lot of the wrecks happen, and it's, yeah. it can it can get out of hand and pretty crazy there. So we just need to make uh, that one little step to kind of get us with the front runners, and I think she can learn a lot more. She races really well. We just gotta gotta work on qualifying, as you know, track position, whether it's summer shootout or NASCAR, it is all about it. So uh, we get a three hour practice session today. Hopefully, we make some gains and have a little fun tonight. Do you enjoy that working with your niece on that program? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, my entire family comes to support her and, you know, anytime I can spend time, uh, with my family's great, you know, traveling 38 weekends a year is tough and I, I don't see them a lot. So, um, we have a lot of fun at it and fortunately, you know, we get to do this together. Unfortunate for my wallet that she wants to go racing. So, uh, <laughs> but like I said, I, I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah, no doubt about it. I'm telling you, the middle of the pack at the summer shootout is 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 like when someone gets sideways in the middle of the street course. I'm telling you, it is chaos, no <laughs> doubt about it. It really is. Ryan, uh, we do appreciate the time. We wish you the best, not only in Atlanta, really, the rest of the season, because the gains you guys are making are really fun to watch for sure. But thanks for joining us here this time on Crew Call. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Happy Fourth of July. There we go. Yes, absolutely. Ryan Sparks joining us here on Crew Call. Stay with us more in just a moment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. We do appreciate Ryan Sparks joining us over at Spire Motorsports. Really fun to watch. Uh, I, I think that's one of the things I love watching the NASCAR stuff is that you, you watch the battles all the way through the field, and you know that that team that's 31st in points takes a win when they pass uh, when when they race ahead of the guy that's 25th in points. And so when you see their team going from an average finish of 24th to 19th, you, you know there's a few trucks in that garage that were on one side of them last year that mm-hmm. are probably on the other side this year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. In a situation, I, I think that's a great stat. You know, five, what'd you say? 5.2 5. positions 2 position. better? Yeah. 23rd in points, I think? Yeah, I think so. Something like 31st that. 31st yeah. to 23rd in points. Last year at this time, they were 294 points behind the cut line because we'd had winners outside of it, but right. they're 47 behind right now. My God, yeah. I mean, that's, that's not... Do I think they make that? No, not I don't. No, I don't. Points. But, I mean, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge step. They've scored, they've scored 50% more points than last year. My God. So it's, it's, it's a testament to what Ryan... Ryan's a big part of that whole program. He's been there for quite a while, as yep. he said. He and Corey four years into this relationship, but pushing this program forward, they're getting a lot out of a little and, and doing a great job with it. It's a, it'd be fun to watch how this goes and how it changes, how they race. He last year, it was about Atlanta and Daytona, right? right. When they got to this point, if I, if I can win. Yeah. But right now, I mean, Listen. they're, they're stepping their program in other places. It probably takes a little bit of that pressure off of those two. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That's for sure. Speaking of Atlanta, we've got the Xfinity Series and the uh, Cup cars down there this weekend. And uh, we covered a lot of it with Ryan there. What What are you going to be What are you going to be looking at down there at Atlanta? See, and you, you, brought, you asked him the question, but I want to see when this racetrack starts to age. You know, we went there the first time and, and the Team Penske cars were phenomenal there. Yeah. I think that's where Joey won. And, but they were like, they ran one, two, three. They, as Ryan talked about, they handled. Mm-hmm. And I think Ryan, you know, Ryan's worked on that with his cars. Where that balance plays out, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see because it's, yeah, it's an evening race, but it starts at 630. So it's going to be in the sun. Yeah. You're going to have to handle for a while. Then figure out how you tune your car back, put a little more speed in it as it gets dark. Dark, But uh, it's going to be a fun race to watch. Really is. Atlanta does put on a show. It always does. So going to be fun. Our friends at the Performance Racing Network will have all of the action at Atlanta this weekend, Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. Motor Racing Network will be in mid-Ohio with a crew. We have the Arkham Menard Series and the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Our airtime is Friday night at 7 o'clock. It is the Zinsser Smart Coat 150 for the Arkham Menard Series. And then Saturday, we got the early race, 1 p.m., the O'Reilly Auto Parts 150 for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Watch a little bit of IndyCar from up there this weekend at Mid-Ohio. And what a great what a great road course that is. Yeah, yeah, it's, I did. I, I, I tuned in and watched the whole IndyCar race. So uh, phenomenal uh, uh, venue up there. Uh, elevation changes, pretty yeah. tight, pretty low grip. Uh, it'll be exciting to watch the trucks around there. Certainly will. So, great, great stuff, that's for sure. Motor Racing Network, we have programming all week long. NASCAR Live, Mike Bagley, our traditional show on Tuesday night. And if you can't get enough NASCAR Live, NASCAR Live Wide Open is That Plus More. The podcast version comes out on Thursday. NASCAR Coast to Coast with Kyle Rickey and Chris Wilner talking about the roots of racing, and there is so much good right now going on in the roots, the NASCAR roots of racing. A big race this past weekend at South Boston. Wing Nation, we talk sprint cars, and of course, right here, crew call it again. Mention this at the top of the show. Any of the MRN podcasts or shows, do us a favor and just share it. Say, hey, man, I, I, I love what Kyle and Chris are doing on Coast to Coast. Uh, there, there's so much out there, and we're scratching and clawing, just like everyone else, to get people to tune in. And uh, so these shows, uh, our, our guys do a really good job on it. So we appreciate all the shares and the mentions as well. So appreciate Ryan Sparks joining us. He's Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us here this time on Crew Call. 